It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Upfront program for this Wednesday morning. Rise and shine. Um... I heard that from somebody a little bit early. I thought I'd use that. Uh, and uh, we'll be here for the next uh, hour. And today, uh, Wednesday, we were scheduled to have Christopher Beauchamp, mayor of the city of Woonsocket. He couldn't be here. So what we did is we did a little juggling of the schedule. Uh, the program we're going to do in the next few minutes, uh, we were going to try to do uh, next next uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. But uh, we moved it up, and we want to thank uh, Garrett Manseri and also uh, Jerry uh, for uh, uh, adapting their schedules so that we could uh, get this program in in this segment. A little bit later on, we'll be joined by um, Steve D'Agostino, Public Works Director, and we'll be chatting about that um, special uh, city council meeting tonight uh, that has to do with... uh, sidewalk repair and uh, bridge maintenance and so forth and uh, we'll get a little more information from from the public works director see how that uh, affects his department yesterday thank you scott mcgee council member for joining us here on the upfront program and filling us in on some of the activities that took place at monday night's meeting Today, in this segment of the program, on the Upfront program, we're going to talk about a event a week from uh, tomorrow here in Woonsocket. And I asked uh, Garrett Manseri to put the program together in terms of arranging the guests. Thank you for doing that, sir. No problem. Oh, maybe we should turn on your microphone, right? Would that help? Is that better? There we go. So how, how's that sound, Jerry? You sound Can better? He sounds, he yeah, sounds, he sounds, sounds like good. All right. Thank you for uh, setting up this. Uh, no problem. Good this morning, program. sir. Good morning, yeah. everybody. All right. So you announced um, that you're running for, um, we're not going to interview you, incidentally, but you did announce that you, you're going to run for state representative, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the rumor is true, yeah. Hey, are, we st- are we still going through with that project? What project? Uh, running for state representative. Yeah, so okay. far, yeah. It's yeah. only been a couple of days, so I haven't changed my mind yet. So. <laughs> all right, just checking. I'm checking with all the candidates because this is, a, as you know, a very um, uh, a very fluid, fluid situation. political season. Yeah, it so certainly I, will be exciting, yeah. Right. There's going to be a lot of new people for new things. So all right. So, so how long uh, have you known before we introduce uh, Jerry uh, to our audience? Jerry Barkley King is, is in studio with us. But how long have you known this person? I've known her quite a long time, so Jerry is one of my longest, uh, one of my longest supporters. Uh, supported me from the very beginning. I met her when she worked at the Blackstone Valley Tourism Council, and she was just a burst of energy. Anything that she did was top notch, and I was just so impressed with any event that she put together. So we uh, we formed a friendship from that, and. Uh, We've been helping each other ever since. So, <laughs> and she's in studio with us today. Hello there, Jerry Barkley King. Good morning, everybody. It's rise and shining. I like that. <laughs> All right, I like that. Jerry is a small business owner here in Woonsocket and operates uh, Jerry's Bluffing Boutique on Main Street. And um, and she's uh, in studio with us. Um, not to uh, well, yeah. Tell us a, uh, a little bit about uh, Jerry's Bluffing Boutique, and then we'll we'll explain why you are here because uh, you uh, you've got some pretty impressive people coming to town a week from Thursday, and we'll we'll talk about that in a few seconds. A little bit about your business, small business owner. What kind of a business <laughs> do you operate there? Well, um, um, Jerry's Bluffing Boutique um, was founded on the need to serve. Um, the minority community offer a platform to have access to handmade, African-inspired um, apparel, arts, and gifts, home decor, right here in the city of Woonsocket. What I found was Woonsocket had a, a, a wide audience of diversities living, working, playing in the city, but did not have access to authentic goods. So with my... Um, my nationality of Liberian, I wanted to bring that and also offer a community place where folks can come in, share their stories of their homeland, and also have access to pieces that remind them of home. And um, it's also has become more of like a holistic um, environment to bring the community together. Now, African... Uh African clothing, is it different from uh, Liberian clothing and Nigerian? or Does it uh, change all through uh, the, the continent or 
or are there some, uh, shall we say, uh, similarities right through? Um, it's, it's similar, but you can tell either by the country or the region mm-hmm. that it's from, which would mean, like, for example, you'll have Kente. Kente print is primarily in Ghana. Then you've got um, the mud cloth. The mud cloth is primarily from Mali. So you will see the difference in the print and the type of textile based on where it's generated or originated from. What about the color? (laughs) The colors are vibrant. Mm -hmm. And it just tells a different story of seeing the good in the bad. And um, and if you look at the clothes, they actually talk to you. And it may have a, a figure or a certain color, but it's very vibrant. And, like, some folks will come in, oh, it's so colorful in here. But if you think about dark, dark, dark colors, it's more of a dreary, it's a safe place. It's not a happy thing. Mm-hmm. But when you have vibrant colors, just like, say, Rise and Shine, it's vibrant. It's waking you up and it's making you feel good. Are you are you a regional store? Meaning, uh, uh, somebody from Franklin uh, would come in, or, or are there stores like yours in Franklin and and all over the place that you almost sound le- very unique? Um, it's a unique uh, retail shop that has one of a kind pieces. So there are no two pieces alike because the patterns are different, the colors are vibrant. So there's no way for you to actually have an identical piece. And if you do have an authentical piece, you know it's not authentic. Because the way the patterns are set, for example, if you look at this, if you cut it a certain place and you continue from that, you won't have the same print because you've left off to Mm -hmm. here and it's just, you cannot. And it's just the way how the um, the pieces are, are set. So... Unique, yes, it is, because it, the closest one to Woonsocket, I want to say, is Pawtucket. There's another store in Pawtucket. There is a store in the mall. And I just wanted more of a, because you have a lot of stores that are closing, retail stores, fronts that are closing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to keep the good old-fashioned way of shopping, going in, meeting the owner, actually trying on pieces, touching it, feeling it, and having that one-on-one. And it's more personable, where you're ordering online. It's not personable, and you're returning a lot of pieces. So I've formed more than just a shopping. It's a retail shopping experience, and I've formed a lot of relationships through that. You're the buyer of that stuff, right? So I am. Yeah, so uh, is uh, how do you buy it? Do you buy it via the Internet, on the telephone? Do you go to a... Well, how do you do it? <laughs> it's funny. I do a lot of my shopping via um, Zoom, mm-hmm. WhatsApp. So I'm actually with the market folks, and they are helping me shop for my items. And um, most of my pieces come from Liberia, Ghana, um, and then I have distributors who also have brought stuff in, and they will call me, hey, I have a shipment that came in, come and check out what I have, so I pull from those. So if you look at it, it's more from an economic standpoint. So you pull them directly from the continent, then you are pulling from the distributors, who are then trying to sell their pieces in wholesale. And then I will also bring in fabric. And the fabric, I can custom make pieces. So if someone says, oh, Jerry, I like that blazer that you have on. Okay, you can have one made similar to that. Just pick the fabric and we'll get your measurement and we'll have it made for you, just for you. Are males and females different in terms of what they they choose? I mean, if you you look at uh, how uh, American men dress against American women, there's a clear distinction of the kinds of clothes but <laughs> but i'm wondering whether that distinction is is uh relevant in, in african uh, wear um it all depends on the person and the personality so i've got some men who just want a two-piece very subtle with a splash like my husband he doesn't want it too vibrant because his personality is low-key mild he would not wear something that's colorful whereas You'll have another person who's full of life and just want more color in their life. They'll go for the colorful socks. They'll go for the colorful ties or the pocket square or just a, you know, I have the black storytellers that come in and they tend to go for because they're talking about black stories Mm -hmm. and the history. So they will go more for the vibrant because they're on stage, you know, spotlight on me. 
So that's the difference. So it all depends on your personality and what you are, you know what you like. Everybody's different. How old is your shop right now? How oh, old is it? How many years has it been established? Um, it was birthed in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's three, three going on four years that I've been in business. If you've just joined us on the Upfront program, Jerry Bockley King, um, she runs uh, Jerry's Bluffing Boutique, is in studio with us. Just a little background on her business. Now the event coming to um, to Woonsocket, and it's a, a week from Thursday. Um, so explain what's going on. You've got the, the mayor there as a speaker, and you've got uh, the uh, director of the Woonsocket. Uh, you've got a whole bunch of people uh, coming in. Um, yeah, so, you know, during my journey as a small business owner, I started off as a pop-up. So that pop-up idea, just to kind of keep my mind and offer access to authentic pieces, grew from a pop-up to a retail storefront. But during that process, different needs developed. The business kind of pivoted. And I found that having a space to offer classes, workshops, um, interactive type of programming was more important in addition to shopping. So they want to know, how do I wear this piece? How do I style it in different ways? So what I did and noticed over time that the needs have changed is I basically broke down the wall in the next door and the wall came tumbling down and I'm now creating a space called Jerry's Bluffing Boutique Cultural Connection. So that space is a space where it's bringing the culture, the minorities and the different diversities in the city together. So it's a multicultural center. And in that space, because of my um, business journey and what folks have saw in the public said, hey, you've been doing this small business thing and you're hanging in there. How about um, helping us help others with your success? And with that, I've got some partnerships. So I went through different programs during my journey. You know, I took Leadership Rhode Island, and then I also went to SEG, which is Social Enterprise Greenhouse. And that program equipped me with the tools I needed in order to stay afloat as a small business owner. So with their support, I've managed to get out, take advantage of all the resources, and now with them expanding their offerings in the northern part of the state, have now partnered with Jerry's Bluffing Boutique to be the Northern Rhode Island hub that will now be a business clinic where any small businesses either starting or have started and just need some additional resources to come in and meet with them one-on-one and so they can assess exactly what it is that they need to succeed and provide those, those services for them free of charge. Now this space, as we call it, is uh, located Right next door to your retail store? Yes, it is. So uh-huh. if you know where Chance is, mm-hmm. I am neighbors to Chance. Mm-hmm. So you've got Jerry's Bluff and Boutique. Then you've got the Cultural Connection, which is the Multicultural Center. And next to that is Chance. So you can't miss it. It's in the heart of downtown Woonsocket. So if we walked into this space next to your shop, it would be empty right now, would it? Or, or are you going to furnish it with... Uh, with desks or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, I think you have to come in and give it your own assessment. <clears throat> um, it's, I mean, from what I've heard so far, I can just tell you some of the prompt words that folks have said to me. It's warm, it's welcoming, and it's inviting for folks to come in and feel safe to talk about and ask for help in those areas of distress, mm-hmm. you know, and challenges. So it is using tables, chairs, tablecloth, but it's multifunctional. We've got a stage. Any cultures? Uh No, not yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we, do have, we do have a rise and shine carpet. <laughs> right. So is, is this going to be by appointment uh, only? I mean, uh, you're not going to have somebody in there. Uh, by, well, I'm not so sure. I guess that's the reason of having you here. How, how do they access the, these folks to talk to? Okay, so here comes um, February 29th is when we're actually going to launch the program officially. Mm-hmm. And at that February 29th event, launch event, you, um, the public will be able to get more information on how to gain access to those resources that's coming to Northern Rhode Island. And um, 
right now what I can say is one day a week is what I've set aside for me to make myself available to meet with these businesses and also get them connected for a specific appointment time. Mm-hmm. Um, but more information will be rolled out on Thursday, February 29th at the One Socket Education Center. So that is the launch site. The clinics will take place at Jerry's Bluffing Boutique slash the Multicultural Center um, on Main Street. So the event, uh, in terms of making the announcement, is at the Education Center yes. in uh, the downtown district. Uh, the old, I guess so that we used to call that the commercial building. The commercial right? block, yes. Yeah, commercial block. So That's what do you think of all this, uh, Garrett? Um, <laughs> or, do you understand what it is? I do, yeah, okay. and I'm excited about it. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I, I get to just show up to the event and enjoy it, you know, which is nice. So, um, uh, But I'll definitely be there uh, to help her launch this. And, and I want to mention, too, that the cultural center that Jerry has launched is available for rent, too. So if you have ideas on how you want to use the space and how you can bring people to it, because it's not just her space, it's, it's the community space. So um, I definitely want to encourage people to come down and check out her shop and the cultural center because it's something that's so unique, I think, too, because... You really walk in there and you're just amazed at what she has there. And um, I just really think it's something that makes Winsocket a little bit more special than other communities because we can bring all these different cultures together um, and really showcase uh, what Winsocket's all about. So it's, it's a really great space and I, I support it 100%. So it is available for um, community purposes to rent. Yes. And so in other words, uh, Garrett could rent it for a political fundraiser if he wanted to uh, <laughs> or couldn't. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe, well, you, I mean, have, it's, maybe it's you have some more, rules. It's more of a rental. So mm-hmm. when it comes to that, it's mm-hmm. just him using the space for mm-hmm. whatever it is that well, he yes, would like to do. Um, so it's not one of those, oh, we can't have this. It's a one-time use because he's using it for his own mm-hmm. purpose that's going to help the community. So when we say community space, it's more, it's downtown, it's accessible, and it is a space that you can use it for multi-purposes. Could it handle 25 people or so? Yes, it can. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's an intimate space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the intended, it's a collaborative hub where if you, you know, different type of services are in the southern part of the state or in Massachusetts, and they need to serve the community in the northern, that is the place that they can pop in on one day a week or certain times and offer the similar services in the space and that just helps tremendously that I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel I'm just a hub that's providing a space a welcoming space for all to bring these resources that most of the disadvantaged underserved communities may not have access to or may not know is available to them and when they have a face that they trust and they have a community partner leader that they feel comfortable sharing their, um, you know, the lack of resources, I'm able to point them in the right direction. So this new community business initiative will be uh, launched a week from tomorrow, Thursday on the 20, uh, 29th. Is the public invited to uh, attend uh, this uh, ceremony here at 115 Main Street? Yes, Um, but they do have to register. It is open to the public, and we will have on-site some local businesses as well, Mm -hmm. um, either their services or their products, um, and also some food vendors. So we're going to have some food vendors on-site for you to sample um, locally in the city of Woonsocket. Jerry, I I see you have a speaking program, and... and, uh, you uh, would you like to say who's coming into town because some of them are coming from uh, from outside. Some of them are right here in town, like the mayor. Yeah, yeah. who's there? So we have currently on the lineup, um, and this is all in partnership with um, Social Enterprise Greenhouse, who is the one who's actually putting on this event. Is um, the mayor Beauchamp, who's going to be there to help bless this um, new initiative? Jill Olson. Um, Crowley, she is the executive director at the Woonsocket Education Center. And then Monica is a strategic partner for the Northern Rhode Island uh, Chamber of Commerce. And Ellie, Ellie Paris Miranda, is a director of community and economic development at um, SCG, who's also going to be the MC of the evening and getting things. uh, And you think, I have a lot of energy? Mm -hmm. Wait till you meet Ellie. Ellie has a burst of energy. 
but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the collaboration. I'm looking forward to supporting small businesses in the city. And I'm looking forward just to bring new people into the city. You know, and the one thing that I did learn from my past experience at the Blackstone Valley Tourism and how tourism work, you know, in order for you to boost the economy, you have to bring in basically new money new talents, new businesses that can help boost the economy and not have it suppressed. And if doors are closing, no revenue is being generated. That's not helping. And then when it comes to the multicultures that live here, they want to feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to provide that space to make sure that you live here, you work here, you, you belong here. I've been here for 25 years and I was not originally from Woonsocket. I didn't go to Woonsocket high schools in the different school system, but I made Woonsocket my home and I want others to feel the same way as well. We're at that part of the program where I usually say, what did I miss? Is there something that I should have um, uh, highlighted that I didn't highlight? Your chance to kind of look at what we've said and, and say, uh, or just summarize uh, what we said for Late Tuners In. Either one of you. Your microphones are both I, open. I think we just, uh, we, we missed the uh, the time. So the time is 6 p.m. It starts at 6 p.m. <coughs> Go ahead, Jerry, we can wrap it up. So uh, <coughs> Yes, it is at 6 p.m. And it's a short program. So come on out and support this new initiative. And um, what I can honestly say that times are changing. Things are changing. And we just have to go with the times. And we have to go with what it's, we're moving to. So, don't, you know, just have this as an opportunity to be open-minded and accept what's actually happening. We are building that platform for the future. And that's what the future is looking like. So we have our new generation coming up. I have four kids. And that's the new generation. So we have to prepare them and let them know and see what this is going to look like. So make it more inclusive. And that's my goal. And connecting the community. So... I'm very much dedicated to that and just know that I'm doing this from my heart and I just want to do it for the people. And if you're, you know, inclined, please come on out and support this event. Let the outsiders know that we are coming together and welcoming new ideas, new businesses and new economy to the city. Okay. Okay. Now I have a selfish question for you. It has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, the program for next Thursday, but um, but in, it's it's a marketing question. So, and you you explained uh, to us uh, that Jerry's uh, Bluffing Boutique is is a is a retail operation that caters to a particular market. And so, you know, running an ad in the Valley Breeze or uh, on the radio with general radio audiences may or may not help. But you've got a specific market. So, how do you reach out to your to your market and identify people so that they say oh uh this is what i've been looking for i didn't know she existed um a little um this is probably good marketing advice for for those who are in specialized businesses go ahead uh well what has worked for me so far is getting out getting out to different events different programs and you're the walking ambassador you're the walking brand so hmm. it may not necessarily be um, you know, a promotion, but it's, I'm walking with the blazer. Oh, I really like your blazer. Okay. You know, and you let them know and make them feel welcome to ask the question that where they can find one similar or they can have one custom made. So it's word of mouth. It's also just being the brand and telling your story wherever you are about why you launched this business. Why is it that you're so dedicated towards um, to it? And, um, and just being your authentic self so people can see fake from a mile away. And just being who you are is just in itself is it sells. So for me, I'm basically out wearing vibrant apparel. And those are prompting questions and conversations that take place. But, you know, and being invited to the table. You know, we want to be at the table, but it, it, it's just a way for you to kind of get yourself out more. I do a lot of social marketing, social media posting. I've done, um, I attend different events, wearing my pieces, and then connect with those that 
have similar interests. So for my line of stuff, you would think it's Africans. You would think it's mainly blacks that are interested in my pieces. It's everyone. Because in every piece, every single item, there's different things that attract different folks. And honestly, it has been people who are into art, who are into culture, who are into history, are my primary customers. And Garrett, I expected this high-tech answer to come from her. <laughs> but basically, the walking brand yes, is really what it's all about. Yep. Right. Word of mouth. Yeah, and people will do right. business with folks that they like. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to have to dress better when I come to work. <laughs> I want to be the walking brand. Stop and get some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's like your, your personality projects in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. The way you walk, the way you smile, and the way you dress without you even saying a word. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can do something for our next guest coming in. <laughs> we, can, we can give him some li- lively colors. To wear, you know? I'm sure he'll love that. Maybe you can do something for him. <laughs> Hey, guys, thank you for stopping by and uh, telling us about the event. Uh, thank you. Jerry telling us about your business. And uh, and also, Garrett, uh, telling us that you're still running for state uh, representative. So far, let yes. me know if it changes. So, okay, <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> hey, we have some commercials. We'll be back with uh, Steve D'Agostino in just a moment. Wise Guys Deli just added a patisserie and assorted dessert section that's made fresh. Need a birthday cake or special dessert? Then you need to stop in. Call three days before your event for cakes and custom cupcakes. Offering waffles, pancakes on a stick, assorted magnolia desserts, tartlets, macaroons, fresh donuts, chocolate mousse, strawberry pudding, banana pudding, delicious fudgy brownies, souffles, milkshakes, and ice cream. Cheesecakes and pies will be coming soon. You need to place an order or questions, call 401-488-4309. Stop in today and enjoy 14 Bound Road. The Wise Guys Patisserie is waiting for you. Just when the holidays are over and I think there's nothing more to think about financially. But then February and March always get me thinking about how i got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions. And I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Yeah, a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha. Certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. If you are looking to create real and lasting systemic change, our mobile crisis team will be at the front lines, reshaping and redesigning how we respond to people in crisis. My name is Katie Anderson. I'm the Vice President of Acute Services for Community Care Alliance. I love working with this team. We are looking for individuals with a diversity of lived experience and educational and professional backgrounds. Please join us. Apply today. Visit communitycareri.org slash careers. Are you looking for a place to work toward your fitness goals in a fun and supportive environment? Elite Gym in Lincoln is a place for you. In business for two years, owner Liz was named Best Personal Trainer in Rhode Island by Rhode Island Monthly Magazine and invites you to schedule a free consultation to discuss your goals and put in place a plan to reach them. With brand new state-of-the-art equipment, Elite Gym provides an energetic environment with educated and experienced coaches who will structure workouts and nutritional plans to help you reach your 2024 goals. Elite Gym offers individual, partner, and small group training. What are you waiting for? Call today, 401-578-0938. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel has gone from two, uh, from three down to two. We had two guests and Roger in the studio, and now we have Roger and Steve D'Agostino. We've been together 
before, Mr. D'Agostino, haven't we? We have. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Let me turn down this microphone. Let me turn you up a little bit. Uh, First thing we're going to talk about is uh, bridges. Uh, Since it's a state story, it's certainly gotten uh, the... uh, Mr. Alviti uh, into the news and the governor into the news. Do you know Peter Alviti uh, personally? Do you uh, not personally? I, uh-huh. Professionally, I've met him several times. Yeah. You know, okay. Nice guy. Nice guy. Uh, so, what about? Um, let's localize it just for a second. Uh, generally speaking, um, uh, we have a whole bunch of bridges uh, here do. in Woonsocket. Some small. Some you don't even know you're going over here on Diamond Hill Road, uh, where the Peters River is. Uh, I know there's a bridge there because I've been here a long time, but. Right. Uh, is it your job or the state uh, state to uh, check uh, the Court Street Bridge or the Hamlet Avenue Bridge? Go ahead. State. State of Rhode Island inspects all bridges, and they report to you, uh, you know, Department of Public Works, what is needed, what is expected, and uh, go from there. They develop a plan, a cost, and hopefully you, you, you know, you get uh, federal monies and state monies to, to do the things that are needed. So um, I remember several years ago, the River Street Bridge um, needed some segment plates beneath. The bridge was start, starting to move a little bit when the vehicles were going over large trucks. And we, at that time, uh, the council, the mayor approved uh, of uh, hiring Etna Bridge. They had given us an estimate. I want to say it was 135 or 40,000, and we did that repair. So that was necessary. That was brought to our attention by DOT. So um, this latest uh, round of bridge is five bridges, really. Um, Singleton River, Sales. Um, Diamond Hill. Fairmount uh, and South Main. And the steel bridges, there's four, four of those are steel. They're going to be slated for uh, uh, painting, really. Uh, sandblast, paint, prime and paint and deck replacement so nothing really crazy structurally more of a maintenance thing mm-hmm. but you know it's like a 50 million dollar price tag when it's all said and done and so they provide the the money for the the maintenance <clears throat> and so forth but we have to provide the money for the sidewalks uh, is that uh, yeah the way any it works? adjacent sidewalks to those bridges uh you know you either have to do it or the state will partner with you um, to do some of the sidewalk repair. And they don't always uh, provide money for the maintenance of the bridge. Um, it just so happens, like, if you remember, Senator Reed came down with that cardboard check, mm-hmm. $6.5 million, and that was like a precursor to, you know, the larger amount of money, right? Uh, which is, I just described, is like $50, 60000000 million. Steve, when you've been here a number of times, we've explained to our audience that there's a lot of roads here in Woonsocket. However, some of them are state roads. Right. Most of them are city roads, and so the state has to plow them and uh, so on and so forth. Do we have a similar situation where bridges are all the bridges? Who who owns the bridges? Is it separated? We own the bridge. Um, The only one the DLT really takes any responsibility for financially or otherwise, believe it or not, is the Hamlet Bridge. Mm-hmm. That's the only bridge. Any other bridge, is, uh, it's assumed that the city's going to pick up the tab. Now, thank God, that's where good relationships come in with, you know, the, uh, the senators and the Congress people and whatever, to, uh, because you couldn't afford that. That would destroy your budget, right? Mm-hmm. So, because uh, there's so many bridges. You know, this is the city of the, you know, of the river, right? The Blackstone River. It snakes everywhere. So you've, you've got bridges everywhere. And um, so, but Hamlet Ave, to answer your question specifically, is the only bridge that is technically under uh, juris, uh, DOT's, um, you know, financial uh, jurisdiction. Steve, when we interview you just before a snowstorm, you always mention, and we have how many streets to plow? For- uh, 585, All right. 590. All right. So, yeah. And you're always willing to pull yeah. that number up. So generally, can you pull off the top of your head how many bridges, small and large, we, we have here in Woonsocket? If we're the city of, of bridges, I know there's yeah, a whole I, bunch of them. There's 12 that I'm aware of. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? I just named you five. Mm -hmm. Six would be the Hamlet. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to name them. I was just wondering yeah. how many about. Yeah. A dozen? Uh, a dozen? I, I believe this. Oh, yeah. At least there's a dozen mm -hmm. yeah, that I'm aware of. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the major ones are the, you know, the ones that would really, uh, you know, they would all impact us in some way. But River Street and imagine Hamlet and South Main. I mean, those are super big, uh, busy bridges. Scott McGee was here yesterday. I was having trouble interviewing him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a troublesome kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, right. I was trying to draw information out yeah. on the latest uh, between, uh, and, and he kept saying, it's all executive session, uh, blah, blah, it's yeah. all. Uh, um, the Attorney General, DEM, yeah. City of Woonsocket, Blackstone River, wastewater treatment plant. That's all I want to talk about before we get to Center Grove. Yeah. So, are we making progress with them? Are we going to get fined by them? Or, or in, in the end, um, do they understand what happened? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, we are making progress, to, you know, to keep that uh, statement compact. I think we're making progress because we're making progress at the plant, right? Since that happened, we, we, uh, we're redoing the uh, re rehabilitating the, the gravity thickener. There's that huge with the uh, paddle inside, right? Millions of dollars. Um, we bought a belt press to be self-sufficient in case the, you know, an event ever occurs. We bought our own belt press, $600,000. Um, we've upgraded so many systems at the plant. Um, and we've, we just had a, a very positive discussion with Sinegro and Jacobs. I can't get into the details, but it's positive. And we're moving in the right direction, and I think um, the state officials will take notice of that, right? And you may even see some legislation coming up that'll point in the direction that we need to go. And um, we are making, you know, will there be a fine? I don't know when it's all said and done. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I think one will be imposed on us. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know if it'll stick. When it's all said and done, you know what I'm saying? We're working very diligently um, to do the necessary upgrades to the plant. And I've said from day one, my, what I would love to do is shut that facility down, Sinegro, shut it down. But, you know, we have to outsource all our, our sludge, our cake, right? Which is astronomically, you know, expensive. So can we do that realistically? Probably not. Number two um, would be if we can't shut it down, one operator. That's, that's my uh, goal. That's what I'm going to try to do. In doing that, I think we streamline what we do there at the Synagrove facility. And I can't get into the details there, but different from what is being done there now to make it more um, palatable for the residents of the city, right? Because, and I emphasize to the DM director and the uh, attorney general many times, multiple times, without one socket, you guys are screwed. Okay? And that we was handle what, all the cake and most of the sludge from everywhere. And that was one of the questions I was uh, reserving for you. Do they have a better understanding here oh, in Febru they, February they, of 2024 than they did before? Oh, but they, but believe me, it's crystal clear. Crystal clear. But listen, people will push you around until there's resistance, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're not going to push you anymore because they understand. But we're, we're trying to collaborate, work together with the, with the uh, uh, state entities and um, the companies to come to a resolution where, you know, this is better for the city. That's the goal. What's better for the city? Okay? But, you know, people will take you for granted. You know, you're a nice guy, Roger. Mm -hmm. Right? So, yep. you know. I have been taken for granted. Right? And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you're not such a nice guy anymore. Sometimes you got to pull the plug. Right? right. So. All right. I think I have a better understanding. Yeah, so we're, we're working. Um, Final question. Sure. On that. So here it is, February. When do you think, is it a 2024 resolution uh, that we might have an answer with this legislation that you were talking about? I don't know if it's local or General Assembly legislation, but whatever it is, is it 
two months away, six months away? Uh, I would say more like um, end of the year. Mm -hmm. End of the year. Yeah, because there's, there's an, let's be real. Yeah. There's an election coming, mm -hmm. right? We don't know who's going to be the mayor, right? Correct. We don't know who's going to be on the council. Correct. So I don't know if I'll be here. So um, I would like to see this all done mm -hmm. before the election, quite honestly. You know what I mean? All ham it out. Steve, some people have asked me why I have you on so often. It's because we're training you to be a talk show host yeah. after you retire. Yeah. The Steve D'Agostino show. Well, what, what the, the luxury you're going to have, Roger, is you know me and I like you. So when you call me, even when I'm not in this capacity anymore, you're going to say, Steve, can you come on? Mm -hmm. And can you tell me what's wrong now? What's going wrong? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you. Because for a decade, I've seen, I've seen it all. I know all the tricks, the games, the, you know, whatever. And, you know, you and I will critique in a very professional way what the problem is. Because my, my, oh, my goal and my uh, heart, really, is for the city of Woonsocket and the citizens. It's never been about politicians. Okay? And uh, that's true. That's, that's how I feel. If I, if I like your idea, I'll support it to the you know, back to the wall, and if I don't, then there's a problem. Steve D'Agostino, um, Cass Park, at the council meeting, kept using the the numerical number five. What were, are you saying it's a, uh, you, were you talking about $5 million on the community center, or are you talking about $5 million nope. for the project itself, uh, what were you talking about? $5 million for the athletic complex. Mm -hmm. That's, that $5 million has been there since two years ago mm -hmm. when the phase one gravel extraction started. There was a preliminary cost. It was $5 million. I talked, spoke with the engineers with uh, Mayor Beauchamp uh, last week. And, you know, Chris is very knowledgeable about um, bids. Uh, I mean, Mayor Beauchamp, excuse me. And... Uh, this is what he does for a living, right? He's an estimator. So uh, it's very resourceful to have him because he knows a lot of things that you can pull out, what we can do. But the bottom line is this. It's still a $5 million number, and we're going to do whatever we can do to extract cost, high-value cost items out of there and do them in-house, right? Because we want that number to even be smaller when it's all said and done. And an example of that would be, for instance, a parking lot that you yes, can do. Yes, there's a very large parking lot. It consumes half of the Dion track, the old Dion track, right? All the way out to where Hokong is. That's a lot of paving. That's like 4,000 tons. So we bought that large paver, as you know, a few years ago. And we're going to do that in-house, and we're going to do it three times cheaper than they could do it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we're going to save there. We're going to do some drainage. We're going to do some electrical trenches. We're going to do maybe some, you know, <coughs> landscaping. We're going to do some different things. With the spring weather just around the corner, we yes. hope anyway, um, and the building season getting underway, how much progress do you expect to make between spring and summer and and in fall to... Tremendous. Uh, yes. How yeah. much? Yeah. Will the project be 80% done by then or 50%? Uh, no, it'll be, it'll be ready for the... Uh, my goal is June 1st. I, want, I would like the, the actual grounds, you know, the, the main component for the athletic field to be ready for a contractor to come in there. June 1st. Of this year. Of this year. Absolutely. For that part of the project. Yep. When do you think the project will be done, though? Uh, the project should be done man, sometime next year, maybe in the fall. Mm -hmm. Once all said and done, landscaping, fence, uh, you know, uh, trees, lights. I want, I want, I'd love to see the field done this year. I'd love to see the, the parking lot done this year. Um, like I said, you know, election time's coming. I want to make sure. Um, that things are secure. Will there be entrance on Cumberland Hill Road and uh, Cass Avenue or just one location? Well, we're going to have the main entrance will be Cumberland Hill Road. That's where the old Hong Kong is. Mm -hmm. That'll be the main um, parking area, right? 
And then, of course, we'll have an auxiliary lot on Cass Avenue where the park is, where they can cross over that little nice little uh, wooden bridge and, um, you know, or the handicap bridge, access bridge, and um, come to the game, uh, the events that way. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be multiple. And then, of course, you know, that recreation center, I mean... I don't see that being done this year. I could be wrong, but that's another five million from a grant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, all in all, um, recreation slash community center. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment. So, what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. All right, thank you. Uh, and um, let's see, you've got one more ad here to do, and then uh, we'll um, we'll let Mr. D'Agostino. So I'm going to tell you your question ahead of time. Uh, I'm going to, when I come back from the commercial for uh, Savini's, I'm going to say, you know, go to it, Steve. Um, is there something you want to talk about, public works? Or is this, you just feel like, you know, spouting out a little bit on anything you want to talk oh about. Oh my God, I yeah. could, I could go on for. I hours. know you could, but we're only going to anyway, give you only going to uh, give you a few minutes. So, but the question hasn't been asked yet because okay. I got to do the commercial. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar early bird specials on a Tuesday through Friday special, uh, and that's every day uh, Tuesday through Friday, eleven ninety nine dine in only. It's a great deal from uh, four until five thirty. Check it out. Uh, the early bird specials very very popular special menu and you'll enjoy it and then there's um their regular menu and uh, i'm a big fan of uh of uh, uh eggplant parmesan what's your favorite italian dish steve uh, i like yeah. veal uh-huh. uh yeah that's I like a, veal. yeah that's a good dish yeah. you'll find that and and many others right there at savini's pomodoro italian kitchen and bar rathman street when saga rolando open at four o'clock this afternoon Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Anything you want to talk about? It could be public works. Yeah. It could be. Uh, it could be whether you're voting for Trump or not. I, I don't care. You're on. Well, I'm a Trump supporter. Everybody knows that. All right. I mean, no, I'm not going to pull any punches. No there. punches there. Go ahead. None. So uh, that's unequivocal. Mm-hmm. So non-negotiable. So anyway, uh, Pocky's Drive. Is out to bid all of Parkies Drive for repaving mm-hmm. all the this in- near uh, the in- industrial park. Yes, right, right, yes, uh, it has been paved. where CVS is, right? You, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think anybody would mention CVS? Mm-hmm. You know, it's only what top five, you know, biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Loyal, been here the whole time. You know, CVS is a, is a you know it's a it's a phenomenal company. You notice um, I just went to my uh, notes. Who are the biggest taxpayers in Woonsocket? Yeah, let me guess. Uh, CVS. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Right. Yeah. So I saved that just in case somebody yeah. forgets. Thank you. Go ahead with your uh, yeah. rest of what you're so, doing. Um, I love CVS. Great company. Um, thank them for being here all these years. Loyal, quiet, never asked for much. So that park was in dire need of some... Some paving. I spoke to Mayor Beauchamp and, uh, you know, and I, I brought it to the council and they, you know, unequivocally 
agreed, you know, that needs to be revitalized, resurfaced. And so we're going to pay some attention to that park, which CVS owns, you know, probably 50% of it. And then there's other great companies up there as well that for years. So, you know, we always focus on homelessness and, you know, nip bottles and uh, main streets falling apart mm-hmm. and, you know, the world's coming to an end. I mean, we, we forget we have one of the best uh, industrial parks in the state of Rhode Island right there. It's beautiful. Um, Scott Gibbs did a great job, uh, him she, uh, and Michelle Godin, uh, maintaining that park and um, one of the biggest companies in the world. You know? So let's give it a little attention once uh, in a while, yeah, right? you think? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no, and uh, that I found out I was going to be a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, Last week, my youngest boy got married last year, and uh, he and his wife, Mariah, are going to have a a grandchild. uh, First time around? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Uh So I was kidding with my son last night and his wife, and I said, what are you going to do when the kid starts acting like me? And Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. like, God help us. Yeah, it's in the genes. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, uh, Well, they'll have plenty of time to prepare for it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Just don't send them to Harvard or Brown. Exactly. Thanks for being here uh, uh, today. My pleasure as uh, always. We appreciate it, and um, and uh, thanks for uh, pinch hitting for the for the mayor who had uh, other things uh, to take care of. My pleasure, and thank you very much for inviting me. Okay. Uh, Steve D'Agostino, Public Works Director, talking about a few of the major projects going on in the city of Woonsocket, and we are uh, out of time for today. We want to remind you that tomorrow it's uh, Chris. Boulay uh, will be with us, and um, Chris will be uh, chatting about some of the broader issues of the day and um, and some of the financial uh, issues that uh, we often uh, talk to him about. Until we uh, see you tomorrow on the Upfront program, I'm Roger. Goodbye. Thank you, Steve, again. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Nine o'clock at WNRI Woonsocket, Rhode Island. News from the Salem Radio Network next.